Well, welcome to a special episode of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. But today we're celebrating the milestone of reaching our 10,000th download by hearing from advisors just like you. You're going to hear from four podcast listeners that have been interacting with Sten and his teachings, some just for a few months and some since the beginning of the Elite Advisor Network at the start of 2021. Now, two years ago, our company, the Elite Advisor Network, was founded with a mission to help financial advisors learn how to charge for their advice and accelerate their growth in an industry that has struggled to keep up with the demand for paid advice. And since then, Sten's message of getting paid your true value for your time and advice has been heard by thousands of advisors. So here are four short interviews with advisors just like you who took what they learned and put it into action with some pretty awesome results. Uh, A special thanks to you, the listener, and everyone who's gone through our How to Charge for Your Advice program and all of our current and past members of our Elite Advisor Network community. Because here's the thing, when someone has a platform and they use it to speak with authority, it's healthy to ask this question. Does what they say work in the real world? Well, let's find out. Well, I'm joined by Jason Brott from Beaverton, Oregon. Jason, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Andy. Uh, well, thank you for sharing some of your journey and story. Um, I, you know, you're, you're relatively new to the community, and um, you know, our, our our friendship has been, uh, you know, awesome. Uh, it's been great to get to know you, and it's been great to see um, how you've done really well for yourself, and yet, and, and I mean this in the nicest way. Uh, you're not satisfied. Like you, you want to try new things, and uh, I just, I think that's an awesome characteristic of you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I've always had a, a little sense that I could do better. Uh, always yeah. trying to do better. Um, finding you and Stan has been a breath of fresh air. I think I've always been on this search for something, and then I felt that when I came across the podcast. Um, plugged into the network, um, you know, the mastermind group uh, that I finally found uh, what I kind of, you know, believe was always available out there. I just didn't know where to find it. And well, so I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I didn't, I didn't really think that you were going to um, make the changes you've made as quickly as you've made them. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Like you're stubborn. I just thought like, he's got a good thing going. Why, you know, why would he make changes that quickly? But if you could just tell folks, um, you know, what, what have you changed? What, what are you, what are you doing differently in the midst of, you know, you've, you've built a great business. Yeah. Managing AUM. That's just been what you've done. And you've given your ideas away to prove that you understand the full, you know, financial world, but then it's just, okay, great. Now we'll manage your assets. Um, What, what are you doing differently on a really practical level? Yeah. So we, we always viewed the AUM fee as, you know, encompassing both what we do on the portfolio management side and the financial planning side. And um, I think that we're very comfortable with saying we add a lot of value on the portfolio management side. And that fee for the the AUM piece should reflect that value. So we set that aside as one, one piece. But we were doing so much planning work that there, there is a lot of value that we were delivering on the planning side of 
of things as well. And we felt that we should be compensated for that work too. You told me once, sorry to interrupt, but what, you yeah. told me once how long you were taking to do some of those plans. And I was. Oh, oh so, some are, are hours between, um, between the team members. We, we would, we would sometimes have 15 to 20 hours yeah. in a plan. And we were doing these for free. Uh, they were lost leaders. It was, Hey, um, come see what we can do. We will do a full comprehensive plan, uh, invest all this time uh, to, to show you something that uh, we think is of, of real value and, and you need to implement all of this. We would do all this work for free in just hopes that we could manage their half million dollar IRA, something like that. And it was, it was, um, it was a lot of work. We were it was a great, it worked out great. We would close this business. People would recognize the value and they say, yeah, sign us up. But we uh-huh. felt that we were just leaving a lot of, of um, revenue on the table uh, by, by just only charging the AUM fee. And the problem with just on the AUM fee is, is as much as we wanted to explain that, hey, the, the AUM fee also includes financial planning, people always just kind of would migrate toward no, you need to be just, we're just focused on the portfolio management here because that's where the fee was being taken from. So they wouldn't so, want to talk, they wouldn't want to talk about the other or what was the, they would talk about it, but they would always see our fee as from a portfolio management value sense. It, it okay. wouldn't be about the, the planning piece was always just kind of, Oh yeah, that's the planning piece. It's not as critical as the right. portfolio management piece. So this, this is actually kind of shifted there their emphasis toward, you know, the planning piece being very important as well. But you're, I mean, but I assume your closing percentage was good with your, when you were given away, right? Yes. Yes. Very high. Very high. Yeah. So this is what's interesting to me is I think it's even more, it's even more fascinating to me that you're willing to, to move down this route where you're going to, you know, charge for plans because, because it wasn't broken because it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, we got to change our closing percentage from, you know, 25 to 50 and, we're only going to do that, you know, we, we yeah. got to make some money here, right? You were making money, yep. right? I think a lot of it was um, we we didn't want to position ourselves as just portfolio management oriented. We do that piece very, very well. Don't get me wrong. And we, we yeah. do talk with clients about it, but it we, we wanted to shift the focus to more lead with planning. This is what we do. And, and, oh, yeah, we do the portfolio management well, too. That's a part of it. But we wanted to shift the emphasis over to the planning side. And I think part of it is, is I see the success that, like, Stan is having or, or uh, you know, Micah and, and Jarvis, for example. It just – I started getting nervous that I, – I think if I were to go head-to-head, like, to try to close business against Stan, I'm, I was thinking I was going to lose because they were more planning oriented with some leading with great ideas and quantifying it literally like, Hey, I'm going to save you 50,000 bucks in taxes. What do you think of that? It's like, well, Jason and his team never mentioned about saving me $50,000 in taxes. So I, I just felt that I just felt a little vulnerable that we were just kind of always leading or, or clients, our clients and prospects were always oriented toward these are portfolio management guys. Yeah. And so I wanted to shift that that focus elsewhere, and it's it's been effective. I've, I've just implemented a lot of of Sten's process, and it's uh, bearing some fruit. It's, so tell me, tell me. Um, I, I think when you got the uh, you know how to charge for your advice program, like you was like, oh, I'm going to get up at four in the morning and work on that. Is that like what? How, is that how you've been working through that? Yeah, yeah. That's about the only time I have. Um, you know, I just, just love that. I love that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm up between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. I'm on West Coast time, so I've always been kind of oriented toward East Coast time zones. <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing. You know, yeah. like, I always felt like a champion when I go to California. I'm like, dude, I get up so early. Well, it's yeah. because my body's different, but you deserve like owned that. You've owned yeah. an East Coast, you know, uh, body clock. Uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can accomplish uh, quite a bit in, you know, the, and I usually get into the office around, I would say six thirty. So I, I have a good three hours to myself to work yeah. on stuff. So yeah. it's um yeah, I will, I will say it's, I still, even though I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in the process, this new process that I've undertaken, thanks to what you and Stan have put out there. I, I still am very occupied with, the current clientele. It's, it's, it's still, it's, I'm tucking this in as best as I can, but I I still have a lot on my plate. I mean, this is 27 years for me. We have a lot, I have a lot to do during the day, but I know that this is the right thing for the clients. Um, And uh, you know, I know it's the right thing for the firm to, to head down this more planning oriented lead with planning and charge for planning program. Well, I I appreciate, um, you know, your, your teachability, you know, your humility to say, hey, I, you know, let's try something new. Yeah. Um, and and I'm grateful that you're implementing it. And I'm also really interested uh, just because I actually had someone uh, privately reach out to me via email just yesterday. And we're like, hey, I, well, I want to know some of these super secret planning ideas that Sten uses on the whiteboard. Because there was sort of like, what's the special sauce, right? And I think the challenge was, you know, and I, I my reply to them was like, they're not that special. I mean, some of them are unique, and but it's more about just presenting them and, and quantifying them. So we, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about like, just give me a couple of examples of some planning ideas that you've started to just talk about that you just never quantified. You might even put them on a plan, but you just never. And, and, and that's made the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I tell you the showing people like a, a solo 401k and what they get in tax savings there, especially in Oregon. I mean, we've had some, we've had some new taxes come on the books here in Oregon recently. So people are very sensitive to the subject and they're always looking for ways to, you know, I'm, I'm not saying get around the taxes, but how can I be more tax efficient? Um, solo 401k, backdoor Roth IRA, uh, working with business owners is uh, is uh, been partic- especially successful ones where you can get into presenting captive life insurance. Um, so, but like like the you don't have to get too let's say complicated with these yeah. ideas. Just, yeah. just two or three. And the the key for me was uh, what what standard advised is quantify this. Just say okay, how much money you make? What's your effective tax rate? Boom, yeah. here's your savings and. Yeah. It immediately just sets you, it's just, um, you're no longer selling product or, or even a portfolio management uh, style. You're, you're providing advice and you're presenting yourself more as this, this teacher. Um, and that's where the whiteboarding comes in as well. I, I think just the whole process just changed how people viewed us. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I don't think we're closing any more business. Um, than we did before. Like I, I think our close rate was always high before, but I, I, I have so much more satisfaction. Um, and I think the clients are happier and, and I just have a well-defined process now having clarity around the, the onboarding process uh, and planning process has been helpful for, for me. I always felt disoriented because each time we went about it, it was, it was kind of different. It was very haphazard. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. 
Well, it's encouraging to hear. It's you know, I, I love that part. You said you know, I'm enjoying it more. You know, there's yeah. there's another interview that we had as part of the show that um, you know someone just said I just like my job more. <laughs> it's just more inter. The people I work with are it's just a more just more interesting situations. Um, and sometimes it's the same people, but it's just it's just a more dynamic relationship. Um, and I also love what you said about the client. You know, it reminds me of you know as a kid I used to go to this amusement park and they added a new roller coaster. Right. And I was like, same, same amusement park, but now it's better. Right. And so yeah. I, I love the idea of the client gets a better experience. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's great uh, for everybody. Another nice thing is, is I have found that, that getting that second meeting is a lot easier because the first meeting was actually a dynamic fun event for the client and they could recognize value, you know, like quantify the value is quantified. Yeah. They're kind of like, yeah, that, that was a lot more fun than just being told what my asset allocation, should, <laughs> how much small cap I should own. And, and, uh, Hey, we manage money really well. I mean, it's, that's what everybody else does. It's, it's, it's a, it's been a game changer. Um, I'm getting great feedback. I can't say that I have a huge sample size because sure. I've just begun, begun, uh, implementing this, but, but of the, of the sample size that we have, it's, it's been very well received. And again, I, it's, uh, I mean, gosh, when you're, when you're going on three decades in the business, I think, I think you you'll find that that there some staleness starts to creep in, and I think yeah. that if you want to have a fifty year career doing this, um, you you kind of have to find ways to reinvent yourself and to try to get around that staleness. And so I'm I'm excited about where we are for our practice. Um, so this has been a nice little um, nice little refresher for me personally. So. Well, again, I appreciate uh, you being open to change and, and implementing some of the things Stan talked about. And um, he is he is he is a young and to me as well. But uh, I saw a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he's been able to accomplish in his age. So um, so anyway, great job to you. And uh, thanks for being a, a great part of our community. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you to you, too, Andy. Well, Andy Thomas from Denver. I appreciate you um, taking some time to spend with myself and our audience. And um, thank you for being a part of our community. It's been great to get to know you. Absolutely, man. Well, I want to start with just asking specifically what you have changed about your business on a, I guess, a structural way, like maybe the way you described your business 18 months ago and the way you describe it now. How is that different? Up till a couple of years ago, 18 months ago, it was all AUM based fee. Uh, it, it wasn't necessarily the stereotype of like, you know, product centric, got to go find clients to fit the product I have. But it wasn't, it, despite that, it wasn't a good fit for, I think, who I am. And the kind of the evolution of taking the plan to succeed program. Uh, join an EAN, listen to the podcast have kind of helped me gain traction for understanding that there's other ways to do it that might be a better fit for the clients that I'm going after and frankly, how I work with clients. And so the typical AUM model, as good as it is, is going to still inevitably be focused on generally older clients that have accumulated wealth that are, that's typically outside of real estate or their 401k plans. Um, and and so for the younger folks, of which is my population, uh, you know, like I, I say, like young Gen Xers and millennials, 
I had trouble getting traction with those folks because it'd be like, hey, let's do all this stuff. And we'd talk about all the complexities they have in tax and planning needs. And then it was like, the end of the day, when it came down, I, I couldn't make it work to pay for it because they'd have a $150,000 rollover IRA. And I was like, I want to do all this stuff, but I, you know, and that wasn't a conversation I had directly with them, but I, I just couldn't make it work from a business standpoint. And so just kind of like, you know, releasing myself from the shackles that that was the only way to do it. And, and really like expand the idea that I can charge for plans directly and, take what Sten's doing at Legacy and mold that into the best fit for what I what I can do and how I want to, you know, have that be a growth piece of my business has been huge. And then just the practical steps of like, all right, here's the here's the deliverables that you need. Here's a, a you know the minimum of what needs to be delivered to them. And then I've just been able to take that foundation and just go with it and continue to cultivate that and get better. And um, you know, where I am, you know, now two years from kind of like the beginning of that process for me has just been incredible. Tell me about what your typical client that is your ideal client that you're, you're able to attract or work with now and kind of the energy you have for that versus before. I mean, obviously you want to serve anyone who's going to trust you with their funds. Right. But yeah, now that you can serve that other client, who are the people that you, you know, and obviously, you know, change the names to protect the innocent, whatever, but, you know, like give me an example of maybe someone you're working with now that you're like, yeah, 18 months ago, I just, I, I really wouldn't have been able to make a living working with them. Broadly speaking, it's a client that is typically younger, like in their, I'll say thirties and forties, uh, younger in the general scheme of financial advice. Yeah. Um, that has complicated that has a complicated intersection between their financial and their tax lives. So, you know, the easy the low hanging fruit is folks that own a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the ideal client needs help with like equity compensation. Maybe they're not owning a business, but they work for a big company. Um, you know, there's tax issues related with that. For me. My background is in tax, and so I can speak to that more. I'm more comfortable with that coming at it um, from more of an analytical side. You know, like you know, we talk a lot about superpowers. That's been on my mind lately, and I think I'm. I think the value I can provide is more technical, um, you know, detailed advice that that may get missed, and so that's that's been my focus uh, to seek out those clients and. The problem is that those issues and needs aren't always congruent with having a big asset base. And so I've had to get creative um, through this process to figure out ways to make that work. Um, yeah. So can you give me an idea? Well, first of all, were, so you weren't charging for plans in the past? No, I was okay. rolling all the work into a new right. And I feel like you and I have had some conversations about, hey, man, charge that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, Hey man, charge that. And you're like, all right, I'm going to do that. You know? Uh, and again, we, we, it's not always about charging more, but it is charging about, it is charging what you're worth. Right. So how much do you feel confident charging now for a plan? Much more. I think, you know, we, in, in EA and we talk a lot about how, like, if you give something away for free, then that's how much the value, the client, attributes <laughs> that's how much value a client attributes to it. And yeah. so there's definitely a fine balance on, 
how much you can give away and how much you should be charged for. And my background is in, from the tax world. And I think God love them, but CPAs are terrible for actually charging for their time. And I fell into that trap as well uh, early in my career and, and had to break that habit of just giving away information, giving away value. Uh, and, and so, you know, like staying focused on, all right, here's, here's ways I can deliver, deliver value for others. How can I do that? And, you know, follow my passion with work, but also make this a sustainable business. Right. So, you know, you know, we, we do teach, obviously you want to give ideas away in initial meetings and say, Hey, we could do this. We could do this. But when it comes down to charging for the, um, the deliverable of those ideas, you know, um, for it to actually happen to, to kind of put legs on it is a phrase. Some people say, you know, take an idea and then put legs on it. You know, that's been a major shift. Um, how much more do you enjoy your work now that you know that you've got sort of these other tools in your tool belt when it comes to, you know, just, and again, AUM's great, right? Everybody loves that percentage that comes off, right? But, but what, how has your perspective, your energy changed around your work? Uh, it's been night and day. I mean, I still have a big base of my clients that I, that I charge an AUM fee and sure. radical planning in, but the two have bled together. So now my, my AUM based clients for which I'm providing plans, the value I'm providing them is so much better than it was when that was all I was doing, because it's almost like I have each side of this business pushing to make the other side better or each kind of like subdivision of that. So uh, I have felt like the, the opportunities are just endless for all these ideas I have. So now I'll just be like working or like go for a run and be like, Oh, what if I did this? And I never thought that before because I felt like I was constrained to this stereotypical model that that's just what you did. And, you know, yeah. it, and I had to kind of like follow the rules and that's head trash, you know, that that's just limiting beliefs. But I was, I was a victim of, <laughs> of that, of yeah. my own doing. Yeah. Well, I mentioned this in a conversation with someone else, but it, it it's, it's debilitating and also freeing to hear like, it is up to you. You know, it is up yeah. to you. You know, you, you were, you were stuck there because you chose to stay there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, which is encouraging and discouraging because you're like, Oh, dang it. It's up to me. Okay. Guess I'll get working. So, <laughs> well, it's been great to, to work with you. You've been a great implementer. And I know that it hasn't been like step one, step two, step three. Sometimes it's step four and then you step back and then you wander a little bit. And, you know, it's it's still hard work. You know, it's still work, uh, but but it's good work. And you've been doing great work. So thanks for being a part of the community. Uh, thanks for the joy you bring the community. And also, uh, you know, thanks for, for implementing. And it's it's been great for Sen and I just to see the growth in your joy for your work. I think if, if nothing else, people want to enjoy their work. You know, and uh, making more money is great, you know, uh, but but also just enjoying the process, enjoying the clients you work with, enjoying those relationships uh, in a different way. You know, that's important. And that stuff doesn't always show up on the spreadsheet, but, you know, it shows up when you put your head down, you know, at the end of the day in the pillow and you go, hey, that was, that was a good day. <laughs> and I got paid. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Well, I want to introduce everyone to my friend, Tony Pample from Dallas, Texas. Tony, are you having a good day? 
Oh, I'm on fire, brother. Today awesome. is a great day to be alive. It is a great day. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, and I'm excited to hear more about your story of some changes you made um, based on some things that you've learned from us. So I want to start with where did you uh, initially hear about Sten and uh, his opinions? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then what action did you take um, based on those to, to get you where you are today? Yeah. Um, geez, it's been a while. So I do know that the first time I heard Sten Morgan's name was on Michael Kitsis's podcast, probably like a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and I was listening through to uh, some of the things that he had been doing um, in his practice. And I was at that time already in a fee-only practice, uh, but I just wanted to pick his brain. And so I believe that the first thing I did was make a phone call and leave a voicemail because <laughs> it was a Friday <laughs> afternoon and I was uh, waiting in the carpool line to pick up my daughter. I can remember where I was. Yeah. And I uh, called and left a voicemail, said, hey, you're doing great. And I would love to just pick your brain about a couple of questions. Awesome. So uh, soon thereafter, we opened up our uh, course that is now called How to Charge for Your Advice. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and you took that and um, you've, you've done a few other things with us. Tell us about how you... Um, how, how, how you changed because you were, you were already charging for your advice. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I took that class more to help myself with how to talk to clients about the fee side, the money side. Um, I was uncomfortable asking for the fee. Yeah. Uh, that was the point for me. And I think I, if I remember correctly, I was the only person in that first class that was charging financial planning fees. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what I quickly realized was the value of what I do Mm -hmm. and the fact that not only was it okay for me to talk about those fees, but I was severely undercharging for the amount of work that we do. Um, how much were you charging me for? Uh, my average client was paying me $125 a month. And that was, I mean, that was a lot of people. Uh, and that was a calculated thing. We did it based on how complex your case was. And the range was basically from, uh, uh, I think it was 100 bucks a month or maybe 125 up to 500 a month based on the complexity of your case. But almost everybody fell into 125 a month. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, so you went through the the planning program and, and, and it sounds like you had some infrastructure in place. You were charging for advice. Yep but your pricing was just off. Do you remember when you were like, okay, uh, next meeting, new number. And what was that like? Yeah. Um, (laughs) the first thing I did, uh, because I'm a tinkerer is I went back and I updated the, um, the calculator that we use and I just changed those ranges, uh, to match something that I thought, if this is the minimum person that I want to work with, what is like, what is the fee that is right for working with that minimum person? And, uh, I mean that, that changed a lot. I think it went up probably four X, uh, and then it was time to have that conversation. And as anybody who's kind of been through this knows, had the conversation was confident in what I was saying. Cause now I knew the value. Nobody batted an eye, you know, it was, that is a, that is a great fee for what we're getting. And I appreciate it. And those conversations just kept happening over and over again, which means I probably should raise it more. 
Well, yeah, and I, again, I think the key to that, because as, as, as we teach, it's not always about raising your fee. It's about having an appropriate fee. Yeah. And, you right. know, there are certain cars that if I said, hey, you want to buy this car for $100,000, you'd say you're crazy. Another yep. one, you'd say, uh, are that's you crazy? Because that's so cheap. Yeah, right. right? That's a, that's so a, it's about setting the context for yeah. the pricing, for the fee. Um, and what has that allowed you to do specifically in your business? So the very first thing that that did was it it opened up breathing room for me uh, where I was able to bring on Marnie, my assistant, who is uh, 100% amazing. Um, best business move I ever made after just actually going out independent on my own. Um, Marnie was a game changer for me. Uh, I know some of my weaknesses and she covers those so well uh, that all of a sudden we just saw everything ramp up. Um, existing client engagement, new client engagement, the processes that we knew we should be going through. I finally had the capacity to stick to those processes. So it became like a very predictable thing for the clients. They knew what they were getting. When you know what you're getting and you like it, it makes it easier to refer someone else, right? If you don't know what that next person is going to get, you're probably not going to refer your buddy. So right. remind just, me again how you did, because we, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the website. Um, anyway, I'll have to think of another time. But there's a website that we talk about that you can, you know, it basically it's an aggregator of all the um, workable, that is workable.com. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a website we tell folks to put, you know, job listings on because it kind of aggregates <laughs> all the I'm saying the right word. It, it pulls yeah, in all the yeah. job search sites, things like that, yeah. because I remember early on us saying, OK, good, Tony, you're charging fees. Could you raise your fee? But we're, you know, sends big. We're big on, you know, you need to get that admin support. And, and yep. basically it's to cover your weaknesses. Yep. You know, smart people right know the weaknesses and then hire around them. So you were able to do that, you know, through some positive peer pressure. Right. Yep. Um. And now there's been another change uh, as you've continued to work with us through the yeah. advisor network as being a member um, that, that you made a change uh, where you were just fee only. And now you're getting back into some commission stuff. Yep. Tell us about why you did that, because that's yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things about having Marnie in place was that we were able to bring the the level of the work that we were doing just up, the client experience up. And um, what I kept finding as a fee-only advisor, which I had I had good reasons to go there in the first place, but what I kept finding was every time that we had to reach out for some help from someone that, you know, it was something that we couldn't do under the fee-only umbrella, but it was the right fit for the client. So being a fiduciary, we would in, make an introduction and send them over. And Many times we would get feedback from the clients that the level of service just wasn't the same, um, which was hurtful for us, right? We don't, we don't want them to experience that. And then plus they would come back and ask questions about a product that they needed to buy somewhere and they would want our help because we're the financial advisor and, and we couldn't help them because, you know, say it's an insurance policy. We're not appointed with the insurance company. We weren't allowed to be. So we couldn't help them with that. We could sit on a 1-800 number with them, but that's not, that's not great for anybody. Right, uh, and so needing that ability to to deliver and kind of walk that path with them, uh, and not being able to do it from arm's length, uh, made me realize that you know what, it's there's a lot more value that we can add if we are a full service firm uh, as opposed to uh, being fee only anymore. And so I have a really dear friend of mine who um, he and I have worked together on and off for years. 
And he had been bugging me about merging our firms from the moment that True Life Financial Planning, my firm launched. Uh, and I called him and I told him what I was thinking about. And he, he basically said, well, it's about time. Uh, and let's go. And so depending on when you're seeing this, uh, true life financial planning may not even exist anymore. It may just be Wayfinder Wealth. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you taking action. Uh, I know we've been working together for almost two years now. And, uh, you know, that's the purpose of this episode is just to give people, um, you know, to for, uh, give people a chance to hear voices other than Sten and I talk about what we try to encourage and try to equip um, and empower advisors to do, but ultimately it only works if you do the work, right? Yeah. So congratulations to you, Tony, on doing the work. Um, you've been a great asset to our community and I appreciate your friendship and, um, you know, I hope the podcast has been helpful. I hope that um, those other things have been good for you. Um, but I just, I want to encourage you and, and thank you for taking action uh, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that just, listen to podcasts and join communities and don't show up to calls and take, you know, buy courses and don't go through them and download the stuff and implement it. And, and you've been doing all those things. So uh, congratulations to you and your success. And I want to say thanks for being part of the community. Well, and I, I got to echo that. Thank you back because you guys are, uh, I, I will take the thank you for the work because we have done it. We did take it and we did run with it. Um, but you guys were a catalyst for uh, the beginning of a serious life change for the better for me and for everybody around me, uh, just by putting yourselves out there and saying, hey, there there might be a better way. Take the time and get it done. And then the the support community that you guys have built around that, it's certainly something that I, if I could have done it on my own, I would have already done it. Right, so right. Out there is... is I, I love and hate that phrase, don't you? Like, hey, so if you could have... Like, I'll just do it on my yeah. own. It's like, well, if you yeah. could have done it on your own, wouldn't, wouldn't you have already done it? Wouldn't yeah. you have already? Yeah, I hate that. I, hate, I mean, I hate it and I love it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Tony, thank you. I really appreciate um, uh, your 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 kind words. And, uh, and I'm very confident that you're going to continue to grow uh, with your merger and I know Marnie's very appreciative and I know you're very, very appreciative of Marnie as we've worked with her some as well. And yep. um, I'm just, I appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Uh, well, I want to welcome Steve Block from Deerfield, Illinois. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing very, sorry, very well, Andy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me. Uh, so you have been a part of our EAN community um, and, you know, I've had a lot of you know, one-on-one conversations it's about business and growth and uh, appreciate your, your willingness to learn and, and uh, desire to get better. Um, just let's just start. How, how many years have you been in the business? Uh, 13 years. 13. Awesome. Okay. Um, and so give us a real specific example of teaching you've gained from community and podcast that you said, okay, no more just ideas in Steve's head. I'm going to do something different. What's something you're you're doing different on a practical level when you come in the office on Monday, maybe when you're meeting with clients based on some stuff you've heard from us? Um, so the biggest one has been the whiteboarding where you're trying to convey a specific idea visually as opposed to just saying it and um, getting it from beginning to end. So it's not just this one year or one time example, but it goes throughout and shows how the client can benefit in the short and long term from this idea and then seeing it makes all the difference in the world. So there's some nuances there. First, um, 
them seeing it. I mean, I think sometimes it's hard for people to believe that like it's that big of a difference that, you know, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm an advisor. I'm a good advisor. I'm feeding my family. You know, I tell people about stuff and they buy it sometimes, sometimes they don't. So Steve, you know, let's just say I'm a skeptic. Why is it that different to do what Sten says, which is get off your rear end and get on a whiteboard and draw it out? Because when you're talking about ideas that you think may be simple and they're obvious to you, the person you're trying to convey it to may have some understanding, but they didn't necessarily know exactly what you were showing and how it worked. So when you draw it out, they're seeing the specific of what it really is, and they have a much better understanding. Um, How are meetings different for you personally now that you are... You, I, I assume before you weren't really utilizing whiteboard, right? A, a yellow pad for okay, things, but not really. Okay, so so how are the meetings different for you? Is there a different feeling? Is there a different? I mean, what? How are they different um, on a practical level for you? Well, twofold. The one thing, one way is that when you're standing up and writing on the whiteboard, people see you in a different light. There's that idea of educator and trust that you don't get when you're just having that conversation. Yeah. And then I'd I'd say the second is that it just makes the meeting or, you know, conversation more uh, strategic and more valuable because it's not just sitting across the table where you're shouting out information and they're just giving you back data. So it just makes it more interactive. You know, it is an interesting thing to say, hey, you know what, Uh, in this transaction, in this transformation, in this conversation, I want to put myself in a position of authority. A lot of people would say, you know, oh, no, be equal. But really, clients want someone to trust with their finances, with their future, with these decisions. And so putting yourself in a position of authority, um, I think, is in, is imperative. Um, now, you had mentioned something before as well about another member of our community who's been featured on the podcast. Um, and we are all about cross-pollinating and, and encouraging and, uh, you know, other, other people to check out other thought leaders we, we like and, and respect. But Wes Young, uh, you can find all his stuff at WesYoungLive.com. Uh, but he has this phrase about transaction versus whatever. I don't remember what it was. So <laughs> remind yeah. me about what that was and how it's sort of permeated your 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 meetings now. Yeah, the way he describes it is what we're doing is transformational, not transactional. Mm, love it. People in the business are, are transaction focused because, one, they're thinking about how they make a living. And, For sure. You know, getting some product in place by being transformational you're helping the uh the client or prospect learn how to think as well as what you're advising them to do because that is way more important and again using wes young's verbiage is we're improving the profitability and quality of life for everybody that we talk to and work with right I think where I want to encourage folks who go, you know what, transformational sounds a little foo-foo, okay? It's a little woo-woo, right? Where I want to encourage folks is inside of the transformation, right? Just like we say inside of the, the sharing of ideas is our transactions if if necessary. We're, you know, transactions, how you, you know, pay the bills. <laughs> we get we get that, right? I don't want it to sound like I don't do any transactions. <laughs> right. Transactions, right. but the, the ideal client that I'm looking for is, is a more involved, 
needs more help, more ideas for them to reach their goals. And partly that's just, it's more fun and entertaining for me. I mean, I, yes, the one pays the bills easier, but the other just is more rewarding in the long term for everyone. Yeah. And it pays the bills. I mean, that's what we found. And we actually have a, a podcast episode coming up about why is planning better than just transactions? Why is it better than just sort of chasing products? Like where, why do you actually find and end up with more product or AUM if you do planning correctly than if you just leave it out? So um, yeah, shout out to Wes Young for that. I'm, I'm gra- grateful that he was a, a part of that process. So tell me what you're most excited about for your business in the next 12, 18, 24 months as you uh, as you as you started to make this shift right just I, I my business doubled this year i can see it doubling again and that's the hope within the next one to two years so on a personal level obviously increased revenue you know quality of life for myself too obviously the better you do the more people you help but then the revenue you're receiving the more you can give back whether it's to you and your family or whatever your goals are, whether they're charitable, you know, so in that financial sense, that's the biggest impact. But in terms of just the business sense, I just see myself in a different place, in a different light, and the ability to help more people. And again, getting back to that same line, improving their quality and profitability. Are you enjoying your job more? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It just, when you I mean, know, you were kind of cranky when I met you. I'm just kidding. You were, you were very, you know, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm really, I'm just kidding, dude. But really, like, tell me about why it's better. Yeah, it just, I have a more positive attitude, and I think that comes through because I, I, there's more confidence in what I know and what I'm able to convey, and that positivity comes through, and you see that, and people want to work with people who are more positive and have a good outlook. Yeah. I will actually say this, to, to be frank, when we can edit this out if you want to. But I feel like when, when we started working together, you were pretty frustrated. You were like, come on. <laughs> but I think through Wes's program, through being a part of EAN, you've unlocked some like, okay, after 13 years, I can do this differently. you know. Uh, and there is a different way. And it is going to be more enjoyable. And I can still do transactions. So I just appreciate your willingness uh, to be teachable. A lot of people 13 years in would just say, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, and I know there's, you're, you're hungry for more ideas that actually are practical. And so we'll keep producing those. And, um, and I just, uh, I appreciate you being a part of our community and for taking time to share with the audience, how the podcast and also how our community is, is helped you in your business. So thank you for your time. Yeah, my, my pleasure. And I, I do recommend that everybody listen and see if it makes a difference for them. Well, I got to be honest, that was a ton of fun to put together, and we trust that it was encouraging to you. You know, Stan is laser focused on making sure that what he teaches is actionable. Now, theory has its place, but application is where life changes for you and for your clients. So I hope you'll take these advisors' words to heart and consider investing in yourself by doing one of the following things. Number one, Pick one of the ideas that we share in an episode and put it into practice tomorrow. Not next week or next month or next quarter or next year. Put it into practice tomorrow. Number two, look into our How to Charge for Your Advice program. You can learn more about that at eadvisornetwork.com slash how to. 
Max, you could see if you're a good fit for our online community. You can go to eadvisornetwork.com slash join to learn more about that and to apply. And the last one, I think, is the one that I'm most excited about for you is to ask for help. We want to help. Yes, this is a business that we run and we want customers, but customers happen when you help people. Let me repeat that. Customers happen when you help people. So I'd love for you to go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast. And on that page, you'll see a place where you can submit a question and we can help you. We'll set up a one-on-one call with you or we'll answer your question by email. I promise. All of those links are in our show notes for wherever you're listening to the podcast. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for 10,000 downloads and for being a part of our community. We appreciate you very much.